What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Where are you going at? Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Abari, my co-host, Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. So, uh, this past week, the NFL has released their schedule for the 2023-2024 season. Um, more people get excited about that than I do. However, uh, this is a good time for us to run through that schedule, do our season win-loss predictions. Obviously, someone's going to blow their ACL out in camp. That could change it, but no time like the present to look at our future predictions for these teams. I have last year's here. If there's anything that pops up, we can reference. We do this every year, so it'll be fun to see where we are compared to the experts. I got the Vegas Lions, too, so Walk, how are you, and where do you want to start yeah, I know you're not a fan of the schedule release. I did. Okay, yeah, I should have said. You you, you are vehemently opposed, right? I like what the teams are starting to do with it. You know, the Chargers release was decent, and who who some uh, the, the Titans had a decent release. Like, at least the media is making it a little entertaining. So I appreciate that. It's kind of cool to see where your teams are going with a lot of, like, traveling and stuff like that. So I, I like it to a certain degree, but – from a fantasy perspective, you know, it's it, the value is bye weeks, right? That's where everything falls. So they've been sure. doing all these best ball drafts for like the last two months. You know, you're, you're drawing blind, right? And you're not going to sure. get too deep at certain positions where now you could be in a super flex league with quarterbacks in the same bye weeks, things of that nature. So I get it. And then the NFL does a good job of kind of keeping themselves relevant year round with this type of stuff. So even something as insignificant as the schedule, which is what it is regardless, like if it comes out last week or two months from now, it's the same exact thing, but I do like it. I mean, it kind of really signifies the start of this season to me. You know what I mean? It's sure. like the draft and the schedule release is really like what transitions everything into the, the new NFL season. So I'm a fan of it. You know, it also gives us the opportunity to way too early do, do our <laughs> do, do our predictions for their win losses because, as you said, so many things are going to change. I mean, some of these players aren't even going to be on these teams anymore. I mean, there's there's talk about Dalvin Cook getting released, and now there's talk about Dalvin yeah. Cook staying if he'll like restructure his contract. There's you know DeAndre Hopkins was all but 100% guaranteed to be traded by the NFL draft. Came and went, didn't get traded. Now he's saying he doesn't want to leave Arizona. I think I I read because of course he wants to get paid all that money he's guaranteed yeah. in his contract, even though they're going to suck this year. Spoiler alert. But there's still the San Francisco 49ers. Like, what are they really doing at quarterback? Like, if Brock Purdy's really your guy and he comes back, you can't keep Trey Lance. You can't. I mean, right? You you have to move him. So, where's he end up? Like, does he get an opportunity to start somewhere else? I just feel like there's still a lot that's going to change between now and actually week one of the regular season. (laughs) Fuck, Tom Brady could come back again, right? Yeah. (laughs) There's a world (laughs) where he, he could come back. But, you know, it's it's fun to look and kind of give a first pass of the teams as we currently know it. What do we think about them? And going through the NFL predictor and next.playoffpredictor.com tool that we use. You know, I, I've come up with some some interesting records for these teams, as you know, you've kind of let me know. You have you have a couple bums as well this year. So 
we, we, we always like to do this before we went live. We were looking back and seeing how we fared last year and there was a fair amount of good and bad, right? I don't think we were, you know, way off the mark in a lot of areas. We just had some unrealistic ex- assumptions and expectations of teams. I mean, both of us with Denver, uh, I, I think we were, we were pretty far off with them. Um, I just, tr- I, I had Pittsburgh finally, you know, bottoming it out and they just, don't know how they're, they're they're going to be around a 500 or better team every year. So, you know, spoiler alert, I learned my lesson this year with the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> and adjusted accordingly. But, you know, there was some highs and lows. You know, both of us thought Tampa was going to be better. Both of us thought that Rams were going to be better. But a lot changed with those teams, you know, year over year where, you know, we were talking about the, this defending Super Bowl champion, arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. That just doesn't happen. Right. So I, I'm okay with where we ended up. I do like that I had the Vikings win division. I had the Lions being good. A few other, you know, I obviously had my Eagles win in the division. So there was also a few areas where, you know, I think I was a, a little bit ahead of my time. So hopefully that continues. You know, I'm, I'm glad I kept last year's because it'll be kind of interesting to see, it, you know, may, maybe – you or I have a better read on a particular team or, you know, it happens even with, with fantasy where you're either a year ahead or a year behind on a guy where you go, it's going to break out this year. Then he doesn't break out, but you know, he breaks out in two years. You're like, fuck, I'm just a little bit ahead of the curve. So it, it, it's definitely worth keeping an eyeball on. And I mean, and we talked about this last year with Denver, especially where we were like, man, we're way higher on this team than consensus if we were correct, I mean, that was obviously an offense you wanted to be a part of because they ended up sucking even worse than most people thought they would. And they, they scored the fewest points in the NFL last year. So if you're right on your hunches, you know, you can build some decent fantasy teams off of that. If you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who could have predicted that Denver would be all time (laughs) worst (laughs) Historically, yeah, you know, Awful. historically, I mean, is it only Nathaniel Hackett? You know, is is the we're going to find out change really going to make that big of a difference? Going bringing in a Hall of Fame coach like Sean Payton, you said we will find out. So, <laughs> you know, there we are, kind of in was it rookie OTA, uh, the rookie OTA phase of the off season where you're getting all these six second videos of. You know, Sam Laporta crossing, catching a shallow crosser and, you know, shirtless B. John Robinson for whatever reason doing like 360 oh. one-handed catches in the end zone, which tremendous. Won't ever happen in a game. Going to blow his knee out doing it yeah. like that fucking yeah, I, kicker. Like listen, the guy with the bad knee over here thinks the same thing. I'm like, you're doing dumb shit that's not applicable <laughs> to put on social media that can only hurt you. It's not, it's, it's not going to make you any more money. It's not going to do anything else. Like... I don't know. I, I'm with you. Old man screaming at clouds here. <laughs> I'm Falcons. I'm like, listen, that's the first and last 361 handy catch video that yeah. I'm going to see on social media. All right, Bijan, let's keep your fucking feet on the ground. All right. Yeah. Stop across walks. You know, look both ways. <laughs> Do everything. Stop being so reckless. But yeah, it's a, a bunch of nothing. They're not going to show any video of someone doing something terrible. Right. But no one's going to do that. The team's just drafted these guys. That video will never get out. Shit, I saw Marvin Mims run the most basic route ever, catch a pass, and there was it was like actually like a post about Marvin Mims and like he's about to explode. 
<laughs> it was like the most casual route I, I think I've ever seen. Josh Downs doing like you know doing underneath slot wide receiver things, and it's like, oh, the Colts got to steal in whatever the fourth round. I'm like, if you like six yard catches, like knock yourself out. I mean, he's your guy. <laughs> but if you think Anthony Richardson's checking down when the bullets are flying in a game, you're out of your fucking mind. All right, he's running or chucking it deep. Josh Downs <laughs> fell in a bad spot, but I digress. There's yeah, beyond that. Only going to get the bad news when they, they already know they've made a terrible mistake. I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy that was getting in art, the linebacker, I believe, from Alabama, that was getting in fights with the medical staff at the combine. No, oh, Ruben Foster. Yes, and then he he I, there was bad stuff. I remember coming out even from rookie camp. I don't remember the specifics, but he was already getting in trouble, and you're like. Oh, this is I this is remember this Ruben. is coming out now. That's terrible. I was a huge fan. Had him in a couple IDP spots, and then he bounced around, and then his career ended on an a, like a tragic, like a fluke knee injury. He was on the sideline during like training camp, and someone like fell out of bounds onto his knee and blew every ligament in his. He wasn't even in the game. He wasn't even practicing. He was watching practice. I'm pretty sure. And boom, knee fully exploded. He's just never well, guys tried out too. Huh? Guys, they were talking about his fucking pants. They were like, eh, we didn't we didn't care for the torn jeans he was wearing to camp. And you're like, there's more to this than that. <laughs> Should have put a little bit more value in that. Huh? Yeah. Washington. Who knew the t- yeah. torn jeans bump? Yeah. Washington, who just continues to fuck up. I mean, uh, there's. They couldn't have sold quick enough, but even they just blew another draft, in my opinion. They're just a, a rudderless organization right now. They thought changing their name, like, oh, it'll all get better from here. Like, everyone's back on our side. No, you actually got to put some smart people in the building. At the end of the day, Dan Snyder's the big winner. Made oh, about about $5 billion. Uh, $6.05 billion. But he bought them for like... Oh, Okay, so yeah, just under a billion profit. Yeah, pocketing. Yeah. Fuck. I think the funny thing is, right, is people see like that 0.05 and they're like, oh, well, you just squeeze a lot, you know, a little bit more out of them. I was like, you understand that's $50 million. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not like no, 500. Nah, 0.05. Oh, 0.05. What is it 0.6? 6.05. So it's another $50 million, like, just, just to get the deal done. Like, okay, <laughs> we're not, we don't want to fuck around anymore. <laughs> Throw another fifty million in the pot. Just side side the team over to us. It's just funny money at this point. But can't even count. And I read something that there's like that's getting held up too, because there's like so many minority owners. Oh, it's so in stupid. that pool. Yes. That that they're not going to vet through because the NFL still very much like wants to know all mm-hmm. the owners of the, mm-hmm. even the minority owners in these franchises. That mm-hmm. there's so fucking many of them <laughs> with this with this investment. That that's good. It's going to take forever to to weed out. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not sneaking that fucker in. Yeah. What do you give yeah. me? $10 million? No, get him out. <laughs> Someone uh, else pony it up. <laughs> what he's, a mess. He's out. Yeah. We don't want him part right. of the shield. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get into these win losses. I can't wait. This is much like when we talk about players that like our bus segments. This is, this is a fun one for me because. There's just not a ton of context, right? It's just our raw belief of these teams, like going down, win loss, win loss, win loss, spits it out at the end. You're like, whoa, 
I didn't, yeah. didn't see that coming, <laughs> but it's interesting. Nonetheless, are we going to start AFC, NFC? You, you, you let me know, and I will go with the flow. All right. Well, A comes before N. Last time I checked, so we will just you are start correct. with the <laughs> NFC. Oh, see what I did there? <laughs> um, yeah, only because I wanted just to, you know, right off, right off the bat, my number one seed in the NFC, thirteen and four, Philadelphia Eagles. So I, I, I closed my sheet down before I saw the playoff ranking, but quick glance at my paper, I have Philly winning. 14 games, so they are also my number one seed. Okay. Yeah, I didn't... You, you said 13? I have 13 and 4, yes. All right. The Vegas line for them is 11, so we're both a little higher than the average. Yeah. I mean, and that was one when it came out. When obviously, I'm irrationally high on the Eagles. I also think, you know, they, they have a little pocket of their schedule, which I think is difficult. Coming out of their bye, and I don't know what the teams are. They have... Like, they get Kansas City, Buffalo, and like the Cowboys or the Seahawks, like in a three-week stretch. Yes, I saw high. that too. And, and I mean, going in, they're kind of, their season's not hard. And then ending the year, I mean, listen, we were talking about how we were both wrong on the Giants last year. I'm not really <laughs> sure that we were wrong on them. They play the Giants two of the last three weeks of the year. I mean, the last one may or may not matter. I mean, I yeah. based upon where my standings came out, it will, but they should be able to handle the Giants. So if they can get, you know, even if they're just one and two in that three-week stretch. I don't think it's unreasonable that they find 12 wins, 11, 12 wins outside of that. I said 14. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a few under that just because you mentioned that one stretch of games. And obviously it's not a shocker the way they do the schedule. You're playing the division winners from the previous year, but they had, I, I remember going as I was doing this, I was like, man, another tough one for Philly, another tough one for Philly. So I was actually surprised I had them at 14 because there were several times where I was like, Ooh, this might be one they'll lose. But I ended up <laughs> obviously giving them the nod, but yeah, I had them four and two in the division too. Division's always hard. It just is the way they play each other. I had them losing. You know, I'm splitting Dallas, splitting giants and sweeping Washington <clears throat> is how I got to my four and two. So half their losses are division losses. So, and I probably had them losing the Kansas City end or Buffalo or maybe another one in there. But they're a strong team. They just got better on defense. You know, didn't really lose anything on offense. You know, there's no reason they shouldn't be considered one of the top teams in the NFC. After them, also at 13 and four, and I don't believe this at all, but it's just the way that it worked out. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, are we going? Okay, so we're not going to go divisions. Gotcha. I so do not have division. We can do that. Do you want to just go? That it doesn't matter to me. Sense. Whatever you want to do. Shots, but yeah, let's do that, John. So spoiler alert, I have the 49ers at 13 and 4. <laughs> but we'll ra- run through the rest of the, the NFC East, all right? So I have the Dallas Cowboys at 9 and 8. I have the New York Giants at 8 and 9. And I have the Washington Commander Redskins at 5 and 12. So Dallas... Vegas has them at nine and a half. When I saw that number, I was like, I'm not nearly as sold on them as everyone else. And somehow I got them to 12 wins. Don't know how I don't agree with it, but that is what my computer spit out. Yeah. The Uh, Eagles are 14 and the dead Cowboys are 12. That's a pretty tough to do. Um, I have the giants at seven. You have them at eight. Uh, Vegas has them at eight and Washington, you had five. I got them at three, and uh, Vegas has them at seven. So, I'm seven. Not. Holy moly! I thought yeah. five was good. I was like, I 
I have in my mind like what I think these teams are going to be when I'm done doing the selections. And that was right around. I said, yeah, they're a five or six win team. So that I that I bought um, as far as Washington. But the Giants, we both had as a middling team, which I think they are again this year. I don't know that they got markedly better this offseason um, necessarily. No. They got a little upgraded tight end, and maybe their defense plays a little bit better. But I still don't think their offense is really going to shock the world. I, I mean, think they, they a lot of people – off guard last year, and it ain't going to happen again this year. They need a lot. They need several wide receivers. They need a whole new wide Low past their yeah. projections. Yeah, a whole new wide receiver room. That's what they, what they need. And they have they one this year, and it still isn't good. It's better than last year's, and it still stinks. Yeah, I mean, when you, you know, it's hard to fall off the floor, right? That's yeah. What they say. That's per- so. they, oh, that's a perfect. I love that. <laughs> that I should be it. the title of this. Hard to fall off the floor. <laughs> Boom, it is. Hard. All right, so I did the East just because that's who rang into my top, so you can pick the next. Uh, I'll just go how I have it written down. We will go with the NFC North. Um, I'll just run through it like you did. I have Minnesota with 12 wins as the uh, division winner. I have Green Bay with eight and Chicago with eight. And Detroit, shockingly, bringing up the rear with seven because going into this, I thought Detroit was going to be pretty good. All right. So this is going to create some interesting debate here. So for my North, I have the Detroit Lions winning the division at 11 and six. I have the Chicago Bears at second, 10 and seven. I have the Vikings at third at eight and nine and the Packers at fourth also at eight and nine. So I think it's, going to be a more tightly contested division. I mean, between eight and 11 wins for all four teams. I have tremendous concerns about the Vikings, a team I was high on last year. I could see just sure. nose diving this year. Um, I don't know that they've gotten any better um, as a team uh, this year. I think everything hit them right last year. So I'm concerned about them. And I was on Detroit last year. And I'm staying the course this year. I just think they're destined for a division crown. So I, I'm drinking the, the Dan Campbell Kool-Aid right now and having them win in the division. And also, I have the Bears as a playoff team, which I don't believe, but that's that's what happened. Yeah, so I going into it, I thought Detroit was going to be my best team in the division, so I was super surprised to only have them at seven. The Bears, who I thought sucked, uh, they had seven and a half was the Vegas line. I thought that was going to be under, so I was shocked. I had them at eight. Green Bay's really going to be the wild card that shakes up. I mean, the you know the whole NFC actually, because if they really come out and disappoint, everyone else gets a bump up, especially in division playing them twice. And if Jordan Love is clicking and comes out of the gates hot, it, you know Green Bay could win this division again, which would be nuts. But I, I was actually pretty surprised with. M- my numbers for everybody in here. Yeah. And just looking here, I had all four of those teams going three and three in division, not intentional, but that's how it shook out. So no one's really separating themselves in the division. So it it must've been where they ended up as far as their strength of schedule and and other opponents were concerned. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I think the bear, would you say the bears were seven win Vegas total? Is that what you said? Seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, I expected them having it like eight, Maybe nine. I didn't expect 10, and I, I don't expect 10. I wouldn't be betting that <laughs> 10, 
But I think where they're at is I think they're an above 500 team this year. I think they made significant strides to get better. And I don't think, you know, like I said, I don't think Minnesota or Green Bay are insurmountable. And I don't think the Lions are like, even though I had them 11-6, I don't think they're like far superior to the other teams, right? So I think this is going to be a division where if they all end up 3-3 three and three in division, I won't be shocked. You know, if Justin Fields can take that next step, I think they can be an 8- or 9-win team. I do. And you said Green oh, Bay. Yeah. If Jordan Love is above average, they're probably a 500 team. If he's good, man, I mean, they're, they're a 10-plus win team. It's crazy. Right? But who knows? My, the only thing I'm pretty certain of is the Vikings are taking a serious step back. Yeah, last year, I thought they would win nine. The man that went in 13. So I, I, kind of, I went the opposite. I'm... I'm more buying into what I saw, but again, I don't even know. You know, I mean, they get to play these three teams six times. I'm out. I, you know, I, if I'm down on Detroit, Chicago, and Green Bay, the the you, beneficiary of that is Minnesota catching. You know, three extra wins possibly just by playing them if they stink. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I I don't know how many prime time games the Vikings have this year, but you, you need to factor that in as well. <laughs> Oh, old, old Kirko is going to lay a massive egg in those games. But I mean, look, Detroit, De- Detroit still got the road team ding for me. There were times I looked at the schedule when I was doing, I said, I'm still not convinced that, you know, if they played somebody that was super shitty, I don't have it in front of me, but I gave them the bump. But other games, I was like, it seems like a Detroit loser. Yeah. Well, look, the way it shook out for me again, I, this is not going to happen, but the way that I picked the games, I have Detroit going eight now at home, and three and six on the road. They're definitely not going eight now at home, but I too didn't really look at them as a road, <laughs> a road warrior in, in many yeah. weeks. So yeah, they're probably more like a, a six and two, five and three at home team. So yeah, that puts them as like a nine win team, which is probably more reasonable. And that's probably where Vegas has them. So nine and a half, nine and a half. They're the favorite to win the division nine and a half. So yeah, they, they lose two of those home games and they ring right in at at nine and eight, which is probably far more realistic. All right. So we go from North to South would be my selection next. So I have, which should shock no one because I think you and I have shit on this division pretty significantly um, the last couple of weeks, but I have the saints. Winning the division at 11 and six. Second place, seven and 10, Atlanta Falcons. Third place, six and 11, Carolina Panthers. And Ooh. bringing up the rear, four and 13, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, we got, we got a big one. I want to, here's my first star of the episode that we have talked about this uh, a little before we started, but. There were a few that we were way off on last year. And let me quick glance to see who was typically more correct. But uh, I win that one. You win that one. You win this one. Uh, that one we middled. Uh, yeah, kind of kind of middling. So sometimes <laughs> looks like we went about three and three on the ones we were way off on. So I'll, I'll just go with uh, – what you did and you'll you'll see the discrepancy right away i have the saints just like you winning 12 which i don't don't buy it. i don't know i mean other than the fact we both think most of these other teams are good in the division yeah so <clears throat> somehow they got the 12 i don't believe it vegas has them nine and a half they are the favorite to win the division 
I'd put Tampa at 10. Don't know where that came from. I don't hate them. I don't think they suck. I don't think they win 10. They're, uh, Vegas has them six and a half, fourth in the division. So I'm way off here uh, by consensus and between you and I. I have Atlanta winning five, and I have Carolina winning three, which I'm a little surprised by because I don't think they're that terrible. I like their defense. I like their uh, offense, but I don't necessarily like Bryce Young. But I didn't. I wasn't thinking of that going into this. Like uh, Bryce Young stinks. I'm going to bump him down. So I, I was surprised. I only got them to three. Well, listen. You so you're staying the course with Tampa. You know, we we didn't learn our, learn our lesson last year, John. True story. <laughs> we, yeah. we both were way too high on this team. I, rebuild. I'm I'm not buying Baker, and if it's not Baker, it's Kyle Trask, and it's not any better. I just I still believe they're going to try and sell assets. I don't know why Mike Evans is still on his team. To be honest with you, like they're not winning yeah. a Super Bowl with Baker, and you need this is a time where you need to start evaluating and moving assets. Devin. Uh, Middle linebacker doesn't want to play for him anymore, and oh, he, white, yeah, he hasn't got moved yet. It's just things that are just confounding to me. They're not going to give him a big long term deal. They're not a Super Bowl contender this year. You got your t- title with Brady. This is even signing Baker. Where you and I talked about this. I just didn't think it made sense. <clears throat> I, I just let Kyle Trask start. You know, you could have got someone else, even though Baker was dirt cheap. But uh, he just muddies the water a, a little bit, in my opinion. But yeah, I just don't think they're a good team. The thing about the Saints that threw me off is I have them at, as a as a 500 team at home, only four and four. They're seven and two on the road. So, however that shakes out, they must have a pretty <laughs> pretty juicy road schedule. Um, as that's where they made most of their hay. The other three teams, I just don't think any are good. I mean, Atlanta has enough offense, is why I think they landed second for me. Um, Carolina, well, I'll right. tell you where you got the road wins. The, the, you, I guarantee you have a beat in Tampa, Carolina, and Atlanta. There's three. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's not even half, though. Yeah, I have yeah. a 6-0 division, so I have them taking out the whole division. So half of their wins, more than half, I have against the the lessers of the NFC South. But still surprising that you know, I have them as a much better road team than, than a home team. I mean, so that's just how things shake out. But we're going to have to see where, where that Tampa falls because – you know, I don't, I don't think we're far off on the other two. We don't, both of us don't think Atlanta or Carolina are that good. We don't think they're terrible, but we don't think they're good, but we are far off on Tampa Bay. So that's going to be one of us is going to be right, John. I mean, more True likely story. they're going to end up with like eight wins and neither of us will be right because it'll land right in the middle. Yes. <laughs> how good you said they're going to be or how bad I say they're going to be. But what was the Vegas total on them? Six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I would pretty comfortably take the under with them. I haven't said that about many of these. I'm a four-win team. I don't see them getting to seven wins. So, I mean, I'd buy two more wins into this. I just don't see them even threatening, you know, seven, eight wins. So, unless, again, something changes between now and trading camp. But I'm going to stay the course. So, one last. Let's head out west, John. Who do you got? I already so- you, you've already divulged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you leaked your San Francisco pick. Uh, Vegas has them 11 and a half. I have San Francisco at 11, which I'm surprised. I don't, their quarterback thing is a very big concern to me. And I thought I was taking that into account doing this. So I was shocked they got to 11. Um, Seattle, I have them at 10 after a nine win season a year ago. I was kind of surprised to get to 10. I have the Rams at seven, who I think suck. I'm surprised they got to seven. And last and certainly the least, I have the Arizona Cardinals with 
a single win. They are the worst team in my uh, schedule predictor here. I, right. I I don't I don't really think I don't think the Niners win eleven. I don't think Seattle gets to ten. I don't think the Rams get to seven. So for a group of teams that I'm not as high on, I, I gave them a lot better results than I anticipated going into it. Yeah, so I had already noted I have the 49ers winning the division. I have them at 13 and four, and I, I said the same. I don't I don't believe it. I think their defense is top notch. Sure. I do sneaky think the Sam Darnold signing is good because even if it's not Trey Lance, if Sam Darnold can get him back to Purdy or whatever the fuck they're going to do, like Sam Darnold will be their week one starter. I yeah, I can totally buy it, and he can game manage them into a solid start. So. That was a crude, a shrewd signing on their behalf. Their draft, not so much. You're drafting like a kicker in what, like round three, like just like you think you're above reproach at this point in time. Like, please, like, be better. San Fran actually draft impact players, but I have them at 13 and four. I was, I stated at the beginning, of this, I was way off on Seattle. I did not think Geno Smith was it. I thought like literally we'd be seeing Drew Locke start games last year, yeah. and I was. Never been so wrong about a player. Geno Smith did wane at the end of last season, which no one really wants to talk about, but good for him. He got paid. He's their starter. They didn't draft a quarterback. It's clearly him for at least the next year, probably two. I have them with 12 wins. You said 10. I certainly don't believe 12, but that's that's where we're at. So 12 is second. You had two a year ago. You went from yeah. two to twelve. <laughs> yeah, listen, I just, I'm on this Seattle roller coaster, apparently. But so from them, I have the Rams at five and twelve, and they're you have them at seven. I think that's their sweet spot. I think they're a five to seven win team. Like, I like your five better than my seven, huh? I like your five better than my seven. Yeah, see, I just think that's where they're going to be. I think they're going to they're going to be in that range at the end of the year. You had the Arizona Cardinals as a one win team. I have the Arizona Cardinals as a zero win. Oh! <laughs> they went goose egg 0 and 17 for me. It rarely ever happens. I don't believe it's going to happen. They'll steal a game from someone. Maybe Kyler plays a year. I just think this is a very, 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 very bad team with a rookie head coach that's a defensive minded guy that does not, you know, defensive coordinators that turn head coaches. I still have issue with in the NFL. That's not how you win in today's NFL. They might be starting. Was it Clayton Toon to start the year? There's a rea- there's a world where he might be their starter. We want to hear the best part of my one win team. I didn't even remember Kyler Murray was going to miss time. <laughs> I had them one win with a full season of Kyler Murray. I, mean, I thought about fantastic. that when I was. I clearly factored in, like, <laughs> they come out of the gate like 0-6. Like, are they rushing Kyler back? It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if you believe he's the answer. Then there's also a world where it's like, if you're going to bottom out, bottom the fuck out. Do it right. You're already being gifted this shit season, right? Your quarterback's coming back from a late-season ACL. You can slow play that all you want. Race to the bottom. Whether you're drafting Caleb Williams or not, if you're holding that golden ticket at the beginning of next year, and you saw what the Bears just got for 101, like double that. And that's what you get for Caleb Williams next year. Like this is how you build. When If you want to believe that Kyler's not it, trade Kyler. I don't give a shit. But you need to suck. Here, so here, what, whatever it is, zero wins, one win, two wins, don't try to be anymore. This is a PSA to Arizona. 
Don't try to be more than you are. Don't try to steal games like Lovey Smith did for the Houston Texans and totally go old banana in the tailpipe for <laughs> for uh, your your franchise going forward. But I, I got a good uh, spoiler alert for you because you're talking about Caleb Williams at one and potentially trading out of it. Uh, spoiler alert: When you're picking one and two next year, you can do it and not even miss a beat. So <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh yeah, that's we talked about that on draft day too, right? It just will be tremendously regrettable when when it's all said oh, and done. Immediately. I mean, they I I don't believe they don't already regret it. I don't believe it. <laughs> like shit. What? Hat? Hold on. What do we do? It's like a drunk dynasty startup trade where you're like, I did what? Oh, I just <laughs> just gave you the pick. Oh, and I didn't want my future first. Oh. Sure. Because I thought I was going to be a great team. <laughs> I stunk. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the NFC. We're going to pivot over to the AFC at this point in time. So I'm just going to go right from my top again. So my one seed comes from the AFC East. And that real quick, not to, not to just to go through uh, predictions real fast for the NFC. We're not far off. Fox sports has Cardinals winning three, uh, pro football network has them winning four. bleacher report has them winning four. I'm pretty sure just scanning all this stuff and Mike clay, they are all predicting them to have the worst record in football. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to make assumptions, but that's probably, I, I have to assume they didn't do what we just did because if you look at the schedule and actually try and find four wins for these current look Arizona Cardinals, you can't do it. Well, you I don't can't. know. Mike clay has teams with like point, seven wins like like 6.7 so i don't know what the fuck i don't know if he just like did a simulation like a thousand times and then averaged it but yeah yeah just spit it out yeah i mean so he's definitely not looking at the games he just has all these inputs and then it just tells him arizona sucks yeah so tis tis where it is but yeah i mean at the end of the day whether zero wins one win two wins three wins i mean they're they're a bad team and they're going to be a bad team this year. This this is not a Seattle Seahawks situation. I guarantee they win four or less games this year. <laughs> guarantee. Vegas has the number at five, so go yeah. dump I'm dump your life savings. <laughs> Big old fucking Thor hammer just pounding <laughs> unders in the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Well, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because I just take one more shot at Arizona before we. Head over to that AFC. So again, fifteen and two Buffalo Bills. I forget. Like we ended up with some high water marks last year. I think we were talking about Tampa and and all. I don't believe they're a fifteen and two team. I don't think there's a fifteen and two 15. team in the NFL. So take that for what it is. Um, they actually have nine home games this year, so they get the they get the split benefit of the extra home games over, over some um, or not. How's, how's everyone got nine home games? How's that happen? impossible it is impossible right yeah what i'm looking at is every one adds up to nine and there's that just can't happen right no there's not number of games not every team can have nine home games <laughs> half half have nine half have eight yeah you know it's funny i don't know how it happened maybe maybe this is how it happens this year the whole nfc has eight so they oh. just they just flip years is that how it works that would All be right. the easiest sorry, way to do it. The whole, NFC has eight, so the whole AFC has nine. Huh. Maybe 
Maybe. This is what the schedule said. So I have them being <laughs> going 9-0 yeah. and out at home. That's actually the fair way to do it, right? Because then flip-flop every year. Because, uh, you know, if Buffalo had nine home games, but New England, the Jets, and Miami had eight, then they have an advantage in their division every year. Or like if Buffalo year. had nine, but Kansas City only had eight. That's just a disadvantage huh. for the seeding. I'm glad, I'm glad we discovered that. That makes sense. Good for them this for doing all, something. This is what we're right going to go with. So I had the Bills going 9-0 and at home. So that's part of that 15-2 and two start. So from them, I have the Miami Dolphins at 10-7. and seven. I have the New York Fighting Jets also at 10 and seven. And I have the new England Patriots at four and 13. I think this is it. I think, no, I think it's done. I think it's, the, the era is over in new England. They are being lapped by the competition at, at this point in time. They are by far the worst team in their division. If Tua, you know, has an unfortunate Incident again. I still believe the Mike White-led Miami Dolphins are better than the full-strength New England Patriots. Zach Wilson-led New York Jets probably still compete Ooh. with the New England Patriots. Not the Josh Allen-less Buffalo Bills because I don't even know who the fuck their backup is. But they could they could cobble it together for a week. I just think this is this is the year that the Patriots finally hit the skids. Uh, I traded Zach Wilson for a third yesterday, and I, I felt like uh, I think so. I felt like I just hit a home run, like to get anything for him. I felt like I really came out of it a big winner. <laughs> I mean, it's what you got to do sometimes. I traded Jalen Colbert <laughs> for a fourth round pick. <laughs> you know, and like, and it's, and like, then it's Zach Wilson, and I was just like. Hey, I got something. <laughs> I got something yeah, for him. Exactly. Yeah. Before this ship is totally fucking sunk. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you have Buffalo at 15. I had Buffalo at 12. Vegas has them at 10 and a half as Woo! the favorite in the division. I then had, surprising to me, the Jets also at 12 because I'm not convinced at all about the Jets being Ooh. very good. So Vegas has them nine and a half. Uh, Miami's also nine and a half, uh, who I have at eight wins. Um, But yeah, the Jets was a surprise to me. And another big discrepancy, little star for you and I to see how this plays out. I have New England winning 10. Uh, Not huge. Huh? Where's Vegas have them? Seven and a half. I don't love New England. I think... The addition of Bill O'Brien as the OC will work wonders for Mac Jones. Not that I think he's going to be a QB one for fantasy purposes, but you know, more middle of the pack guy uh, than he's been so far. But I'm not like a huge Patriots homer here. Do I? I don't know necessarily that I like that ten. But you and I most are. explosive pass catcher on the New England Patriots this year is Mike Gesicki. <sighs> Might be Ramondre Stevenson, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, just yeah, you know, another year older, uh, Devonte Parker, slot machine, Juju Smith-Schuster, the 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 ghost of Tyquan Thornton. Listen, I just I did a startup auction and um, I got Devonte Parker and Gasecki for a total of three dollars. So nobody believes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, they, I. You if they're replacement level, that's fantastic. Yeah, you stole Mike Gusecki and you paid appropriately. <laughs> <Dante> Parker, <laughs> dude is done. But you had them all what it? 
Did, did you have them all at 10 wins? Did I make that up? 12, 10? No, 12 Miami at 8. 12, okay, 12, so 10, and 8. Okay, so you have been pretty competitive. I mean, we both had Miami and the Jets in that middle tier, right, of the four? Who'd you have eight? Am I totally making this up? You had New Miami. England at eight. Miami's last. Oh, yeah, Miami lowest. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna some some debate here because you know, I have Miami as the the last playoff team. They they came and shook out as the seven seed for me. So I have Miami making the playoffs and the Jets just missing as a ten and seven team. And I just do not. I think Bill O'Brien's gonna be good for the offense, but it couldn't be any worse, right? I mean, it's not Matt Patricia. If it were, you know, Patricia Matt. It would still be an upgrade over what they previously experienced. Bill Ryan is a sound OC, and he knows Mac Jones, and he knows Mike Gusecki. Like it all, it all makes sense, and he knows Bill Belichick. He's been there before, so he's going to fold right in, and it's going to be better. But I just don't think they have the talent. I just don't. Yeah, not 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 a shocker. And like I said, I don't. I didn't print out where they were ranked when I finished it, but um, I have a ten win team not making the playoffs in the AFC. I have three 10 win teams not making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Tough <laughs> so, world. AFC's yeah. a And I said the Jets are one of them as the 10 and 7 teams. So, all right, where are you heading from here, Johnny? Let's go to the north again. So, I will start with the Cincinnati Bengals who I surprisingly have 13 wins. Uh Baltimore next with surprisingly 12 wins. Uh, I have Pittsburgh third with 10 wins, surprisingly, and Cleveland last with nine wins, also a mm. surprise. So I didn't like any of their win totals. I thought they'd all be a little under that um, kind of fun fact. I don't remember where it was, week seven or eight, but Pittsburgh was my last undefeated team. I think I had them 7-0, and oh, and then I had them go, uh, what, 3-7 and seven <laughs> to finish the year. So I, I had them start last hot. year. Didn't that happen last year when I just kept saying, "Wait for it, it's going to come"? Because I think they, I think they came out of the gate pretty hot from a win perspective, and I said this will all even out in the end. And I think they shit the bed down the yeah. stretch. But that is pretty interesting how you have them starting out. So talk about records you don't believe in. I'm right there with you. I also had the Bengals at 15 and two, so right there with the Bills, but as the second seed in the AFC, and I, I just don't. There's not a 15-win team in the NFL. 11 and a half in Vegas, by the way. Too much parity. And, and what would you say? You had them at 13? 13. Yeah, and like like, that's if that came out, I'd be like, okay, I can I can buy that. They're not going 15 and two. And I kept going back into this north and trying to fix it. Like, <laughs> I rarely did that. I did here because I was like, no, I don't agree with <laughs> any of this. But this is how it ended up. So 15 and two for the Bengals, 11 and six for the Ravens. Still one. I got to see it. I mean, they they did all the right things, right? Finally bringing offensive talent, giving Lamar's money, getting rid of Roman, bringing in uh, the, the Georgia OC. His name's totally escaping me. Munkin, you know, yeah. ha- always having the defense there. But I don't know that they're in 11 and 16. Like, I need that. They're one. I have to see it, right? Like, it all looks good, what they're doing. But it could fall apart easily for them this year, but had them at 11 and six. I have the Cleveland Browns as the third seed with 10 and seven. And then I have the Steelers. I told you, I learned my lesson as the four seed nine and eight. They don't have losing records. I still do not like this team. I don't think they're good, (laughs) but I do have all four teams with winning records in this division. Yeah. So did I. 
And I don't, and I don't, I don't believe that to be true. I think, I think I said I sold all these teams a little high. Did you see uh, the Cleveland Browns traded for Zazaria Smith too? I so they're, did. They're, they're still stockpiling. I mean, their defense, from what I recall, underperformed last year, but they also their offense was a train wreck with the transition of Deshaun Watson from uh, Jacoby Brissett and all. But hoping that they open it up a little bit more on offense seems like they are with bringing in Elijah Moore and you know with the receivers they still have there and then drafting uh, Cedric Tillman and having Njoku and like I, I hope they open the offense up a little more because I think they can be explosive. Here's the offense. thing. And, and, and we talked about this with the NFC North. It's some, it's some, you know, you look at the helmet and at some point you, there's just things that happen. Like we said with Detroit on the road, there's just how many times in the last, I don't know, seven years were we like, this is the year for Cleveland. They're turning it around. It's never turned around. I mean, it's done a fucking <laughs> full 360, right? It's going to right Always back. going in the same direction. Yeah. So although I agree with a lot of your optimism, I, I'm told you fucking yep. shove it in my face and prove me. Prove it to me. I, I mean, there, there's. Detroit's been like lovable loser where Cleveland is just disappointing loser loser <laughs> like usually detroit this is the first year i can remember since i was a kid that there's actually like <laughs> hope in detroit like legit <laughs> hope in those fucking yeah. honolulu blue jerseys cleveland has hope no matter what it's just a giant <laughs> jumping off yeah. the cliff over cleveland man yeah they just keep they keep so doubling down eventually they're gonna hit the nuts but it's funny you said you see the helmet it just made me think we we're talking about at the beginning of this I'm pretty sure the Browns play the Titans this year. So the Titans schedule release one, they asked the kid and it showed the Brown helmet. Yeah. That's just an NFL helmet. (laughs) (laughs) First thing I thought of when you said, looking at the helmet, but now it's got to happen one of these years. So why not this year? But I also had them. That's another 10 and 17. I have missing the playoffs in the Cleveland Browns. So we went from North to South last time. So we'll go from North to South this time. This one should be fun. Okay. I have, the Jacksonville Jaguars winning 13 games. Woo! 13 and four. I'm fully bought in to Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. And I think this division is just all time suck. Yep. All right. So from there, I have to go way down to the bottom three teams in the entire AFC as far as how my ranking shook out with the Tennessee Titans, three and 14. The New England, sorry, the Indianapolis Colts, three and fourteen. Ooh. Houston Texans, one and sixteen. <laughs> I love I, There's better days ahead for all of them. I just don't see it happening right away. Rookie head coach in Indy with you know Anthony Richardson, who will probably start sooner rather than later. I don't think that's going to equal wins. It'll equal fantasy points and excitement. I thought the Titans sucked last year. I'm like going all in this year. With them fully bottoming it out, like benching Ryan Tannehill. Will Levis starts this year. And then the Texans, epic mistake, trading future first for Will Anderson. You weren't a defensive end away from even having a respectable defense. Bryce, or not Bryce Young, CJ Stroud is good, but what else? They have nothing Did else. you? And that entire offense, they have, good, they, have a good, they have a good bookend tackles, right? So that's cool. But yeah. 
outside of that, it's just they are still years away. They'll end up, and I'm sure Vegas probably has them as four or five. They'll win two or three. They're not winning like eight games this year. There's just not. It's not happening. Uh, Tennessee, you said, or Indy? No, uh, Indy. Vegas has them at six. Who? Houston. Houston. Yeah, that's just too high. There's no fucking way. They didn't get that much better just because they brought D'Amico Ryan's in. I mean, no. Sorry. Sorry. No way. You're wrong, Vegas. (laughs) You're you're Uh, wrong on this one. And and look, you you have them being the second worst team in football, giving that second overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals. Funny how those things work out. So I uh, also have Jacksonville winning. I have them at nine wins. Vegas has them at ten. Um, but they're the only team I had going six and zero in their division. So I didn't have it anywhere in the NFC or AFC except for oh. them. Okay. Second place, I have the Colts at seven wins. Uh, Vegas is six and a half, so I'm kind of right there where it's supposed to be. I have Tennessee at five, <laughs> pretty disappointing, much like your three. Everything you said, except just to to a slight degree, not as shitty. And Damn, then, there's a couple more starts than I expected. The Houston Texans following up their three and 13 season from a year ago with a two and 14er. <laughs> Yeah, they, they just yeah, they work. suck. That team is they're, sad. Um, you just you think about slipped. It. They uh-huh. stay where they're at, right? First off, they should have traded out of Stroud, in my opinion. I said this all along with with them. You don't take a quarterback this year. Just just just, just absorb another shitty year of Davis Mills. Take Will Anderson, all you want. The other pick at twelve, get Smith and Jigba, or tab another defensive guy. Start building it. Shit to bed like you're supposed to this year and be sitting at that 101 next year. You tell me a Caleb Williams plus these assets, if they suck, they have an early second and stuff like that where they can start building around this guy. So you tell me he walks into a team that has Will Anderson, has Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you get Caleb Williams next year with a high second round pick of whoever the fuck that might be, another defensive player. Now you're now we're talking. Now I can get behind Houston a little bit. They're trying to fix this shit right now. Like not now. Right now, and that's I didn't not even how it works. <laughs> the Stroud pick doesn't even bother me until they add <laughs> the fucking pick right after, and then I go, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like by itself, you go, "Okay, we're gonna go that route." You got twelve coming up. You're gonna get a weapon for him. Okay, let's. Uh, I get where you're going, but yeah, to dump all that draft capital. And to give him fucking five foot eight, 165 pound tank Dell and go, good luck out there, pal. Like, oof. Yeah, you, I mean, uh, oh, we got the corpse of Robert Woods over here. You know, we got John Mechie, who hopefully Nico Collins comes back from that. <laughs> and then it hasn't happened yet, Nico Collins. Like, yeah, those are your guys. At tight end. Uh, they got Dalton Schultz. Okay, I'll give him that. And a one year fucking deal. And he's a total product of Dallas. Like it would surprise me if his numbers got chopped in half this year. The only thing they have going for them is is the offensive tackles. That's literally <laughs> all they have with CJ Stroud. You know, of, and of it's all they will have. Building we'll blocks. Have. Like those are those are the only foundational pieces they have on offense. Which Let's are revisit this. <laughs> but you don't go quarterback when you don't have anything else. You're wasting his rookie deal. It's it's like one oh one. Yeah, yeah. Of how to build this thing. They're going to we're, we're gonna, again this year. 
And it's tough. And they're going to suck we, next year. We both have the, the Colts and the Titans being below average teams. So it's not like they're even like light years like away in their own division. But I still think they're by far the worst team. Their defense stinks. Will Anderson's not fixing what that defense looks like. He's not. The epic, epic fail. That's by the Houston Texans in this draft, and they deserve. I, to be I believe they have picked points. first overall, and they should have picked first overall this year too. I think they've picked the most first overall in the last twenty years. I think sounds about right. They've been bad. I mean, Deshaun Watson was dragging this team, kicking and screaming for like what three or four years, where the team around him still sucked. I mean, yeah, he had a JJ Watt on defense and Brian Cushing, and that was pretty much it. Like their corners, I think, were decent at the time. On offense, it was DeAndre Hopkins. And then he made Will Fuller, who disappeared from the entire NFL after leaving Houston, a thing with their offense. I mean, that was that was that was it. They're a they're a trash organization and they should be relocated. Just to move out of Houston. The ownership should be stripped of the team, much like they're doing to Daniel Snyder at Houston. And just fresh start this. Give it a new coat of paint. Try and convince someone that the Houston Texans never existed. Just move. I don't give a shit where you move them. Who wants a team? Oh, well, Oakland. St. Louis. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis is a team again. We don't need another Texas team. Oh, can I tell you something? How 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 for, for a shitty team, shitty franchise, how great would it be to go to St. Louis but still be the Texans? <laughs> Listen, I want the St. Louis the, Texans. Be the one caveat. I mean, I already know a mascot they can use. They just take the guy from UNLV. Just <laughs> Shift him right to the Midwest. Playing those uh, Texans. All right. <laughs> From there, we finish uh, out West. And my, I don't think it's going to shock anyone. Turn. Yeah. So I'm going to go to no one's surprise. Kansas City with 14 wins. Uh, following them. Surprising to me because I do not believe I have Denver at 10. The Chargers, who I can't wait to talk about, I have. Six wins, and the Las Vegas Raiders, three with the third overall pick in the draft uh, next year. Oh, okay. All right. I ended up fourteen and three on the Chiefs again. Another. I think everyone just kind of got got to come down a little bit. Like I, they're a twelve, thirteen win team, assuming Mahomes health all day. I have the Chargers second in the division at ten and seven, actually making the playoffs as a six seed. <clears throat> I have the Broncos also 10 and 7, but missing the playoffs. That's the third 10 and 7 team I have missing the playoffs. And then I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Four wins. So not far off from where you're at. They're terrible. And Jimmy Garoppolo isn't fixing what's wrong in Las Vegas. They're an aging team that is needs they, they need to blow it up too. They need There's- to bottom out. They're terrible, which tells you just how bad Houston and Arizona are. Like, there's a world where you could paint a picture of the Raiders being the worst team in football. And then you go, oh, but Houston is atrocious. Uh, And Arizona is even – like, they're not even in – the Raiders aren't even in the same league with those two. (laughs) No, it's a bridge too far. I mean, you'd have to be like – Jimmy Garoppolo would have to decide to be a porn star and retire early. Josh Jacobs gets hurt. Devontae Adams holds out and wants to get traded to the Jets so he can play with Aaron Rodgers again. 
Like, like there would have to be so many narratives that would come true to for them to be on that Texans Cardinals level right now. Yeah, where we need, at we least need. the Texans have some youth and hope. Cardinals, who even knows what's going on? The Raiders are just they're just we need twelve games of the Aiden O'Connell experience. To yeah, get they're there. just delusional, right? You know, they're just like walking around in a haze right now of not knowing who they are, where they're at, what they're doing. You know, how long they have to pay Josh McDaniels so they can get out from under his deal. <laughs> like, there's it's a nightmare for them. But at least we both agree with uh, the Chiefs <laughs> at the top. But you shit on the Chargers. So, yes, to, that was my most fun team to go through because the Chargers, you know, another team similar to Cleveland and to, to Detroit, you go, what is the most chargersy thing to happen in this game and you go I, I i had them beating some good teams and i had them just shitting the bed against the bad teams i think i have them they might even lose to the raiders twice i think it's possible i don't remember what i did yeah. but yeah j- just seeing that fucking logo with a matchup and you look at like a primetime game right like the games we played on monday or thursday i was like oh this is a good spot to disappoint uh in front of the whole country i was like that's a Chargers L there. Just be, I mean, just because we see it happen all the time. So I, I went with that, and I don't think uh, that coach whose guts I hate, but I can't think of his name, I don't think he survives the year. Brandon Staley's on the hot seat, for sure. Oh, yeah. the hottest. There's just too much talent on this team for for that to happen again. So I have them two and six on the road. So I, I still stayed the course with the Chargers on the road narrative. They ain't winning. But I had them eight and one at home, which I don't agree with. There's a lot I don't agree with with these. But I didn't also put the thought that you did into a lot of this. Like, charges on the road, big spot, Thursday night football type thing, Like, which we need to weigh a little bit more. But anyone that listens knows I am an unrelenting L.A. Charger fan for some odd reason and just want them to just be good. I don't even need them to be great. Just be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't lay that epic egg in a big spot you know like against the Raiders last year type epic egg I mean like just win the games you're supposed to win right you're a 10 win team like the players on your team you're a 10 win team just go win them 10 games and make it into the playoffs let's see some Justin Herbert in the playoffs yeah the the, the one thing I hate about doing this schedule on that uh, website is you can't see the weeks ahead and a week behind, which I, I wish it, they laid it out because I do like to see the teams who, you know, you're playing. Well, just say who stinks Houston. We'll say you're the, the chargers you're playing Houston on a, a middle of the, you know, mid afternoon Sunday game, but Thursday coming up, you're playing the chiefs. Like, Nothing says giant letdown like that, right? So that's where Houston could steal a win. The Chargers dump another one because they're so focused on the following week. So I, I, that would change a few wins here or there. But yeah, for the for the most part, that's my only complaint about that. It's Uh, funny the way that the rankings shook out for me is the the Chargers would head to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs in the wild card (laughs) round. (laughs) Just get (laughs) annihilated. Yeah, <laughs> they would get boat raced at Arrowhead to, to kick off their playoff season. Yeah, so, so I, I think we talked about this last year. So kind of put you on the spot here. One of the fun things I, I we forgot to even t- mention: 
who do you think is the first coach to get canned? Mm, that's a good one. Like it, it, I was, I'll just talk it out because I knew I was going to ask you. Carolina's got a new coach. That ain't going to happen. Arizona's got a new coach. That's not going to happen. I have Atlanta at five, but I think they like that guy enough to no. stick around for another right. year. Um, it, I have Washington winning three, if that's true. Could be could be Rivera. Um, similar in Houston, they suck, but they have to know they're going to suck. I, I think it's McDaniels in Vegas, right? McDaniels came to mind right away because of what I just said about them. Yeah. Looking at those kind of like lesser than teams and who could go, if the chargers do what you say they're going to do, it could be Brandon Staley, but I think they're a better team. So I think he gets away with it. Ron Rivera clearly comes to mind, but I'm pretty sure he's a lame duck coach this year. So they'll probably just sunset him. I don't think they fire him. I think they let him run out the straight Yeah, new ownership. Like they don't, they don't want to make waves. Um, the one that I did see, Todd Bowles for Tampa Bay. You have them being a good team. I have them being a very bad team, and I happen to think that Todd Bowles is a very bad head coach. Do you know what's so, weird? We've seen this with others. At least it's my opinion on it. Like, I thought Bowles was turning it around with the Jets, and I don't think he should have been fired. But they fired him. <laughs> he goes to Tampa. He's been fucking terrible. Like, I, I think – he, he, he deserves to get fired from this job, yeah. but I do yeah. think he got deserved from the the Jets. And kind of the opposite was with uh, with Steve Wilkes. Like he was horrible in Arizona. Deserved to get. He was so bad. I thought that guy never should get another chance. He actually bad. did. I thought really well in Carolina. I thought he should have got that job, and that he doesn't get that job. And it's like that guy got in the job, and not Bulls. You, you know it. <laughs> They, I mean, you had to know that Steve Wilkes didn't stand a chance of getting that Carolina job, right? I also agree. He should have had a reasonable chance of getting it, and he it was pretty impressive what he did with that team after firing Matt Rule, but there was no way. There, there wasn't a world where he was going to end up being the head coach for that team, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, Bowles won. Another one where I don't know he's at in his contract, but if Dallas shits to bed this year, Mike McCarthy should be in the crosshairs, clearly. But – I doubt they'll get to that point where it happens. But my money would be on Todd Bowles. I also agree with you 100% with Josh McDaniels um, as being on the hot seat. They would be the two that stand out most to me, it seems, that I don't think are going to be good and that I think need to transition over and start start anew. Because all the other shitty teams are – If Cleveland that stinks, that guy might be on his way out. Who's I can see Stefanski. I mean, listen, Sean McVay has kind of like – I think he retires with retirement a few times. So, you know, why he's coming back this year after what happened last year is maybe just to prove that he is the wonder boy. But imagine if like shit falls apart again, you know, where Matthew Stafford literally just his back is like, no, I I can't play football anymore. (laughs) I got to retire. They're going to have the same season all over again. And McVay's probably going to be like, I want nothing to do with this. I I think the Rams (laughs) and McVay mutually agree to part ways. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll let him run the string too, which is what I think happens with uh, Ron Rivera. So I'm going to put my money on Todd Bowles, but a close second would be Josh McDaniels. What if, what if we're right about Tennessee sucking? Vrabel on his way Vrabel's out? good. He won that power struggle. They they kicked out the, the GM. GM. He's good. He's good. He's going to – I guarantee he's good for the next three-plus years. I got an under-the-radar yeah. one for you. What if Buffalo – 
falls apart in the playoffs. Is there a world where McDermott's on his way out? I mean, they have the roster. They love McDermott. That's one where, I mean, everyone should be held accountable, right? Like, no one's above reproach. He doesn't have a Super Bowl, right? So, like, you don't get that leeway. Sure. But I don't, short of Josh Allen season and an injury, I can't see that team falling apart. But I do think the division is more competitive than it has been for the last yeah, couple of years. Sure. Aaron Rodgers coming there. I do think Miami's a far better team right now. And you happen to believe New England's better than I think they are. So I can see them not, I can see them like being a 10 or 11 win team this year, pretty easily Buffalo with, they have to play Kansas city. They have to play the Eagles. I just know off the top of my head from doing this plus their division. Like they don't have it easy. Like they could, they could underperform. There'd still be a playoff team. If they make the playoffs, he's, he's going to hang around Stefanski. Like you said with the Browns, if, if they bottom out again, if they just keep like, Add in players like they keep they're just they, going. They don't in. get yeah. to the playoffs. I, yeah. They don't make I, I playoffs. Could, I think they I, fire. I could see that happening. And then, like you said, if if the Chargers shit the bed, Staley's out. If they they have a losing record this year, he's not might not see the end of the season. So, hey, okay, I've got another a, dark horse for you. Just because bad teams season. like to be bad. If I'm right, and Detroit wins seven games with these high expectations. They can send him packing just because they've yeah. they they've done it before. Coaches do okay, and there's a glimmer of hope. And they Detroit's like we're going in another direction. I mean, I could Dan see them. Campbell, Dan Campbell would refuse to leave the facility. <laughs> just not only just like, well, you can't you can't revoke my key card if I don't ever leave. So just I'm just gonna live here now until you take me back. But another one that I just looked at real quick. And I wanted to double check if he was indeed that is, the head coach. That is uh, slippers propping the door open. Oh yeah, what by any means necessary <laughs> for old DC. But um, is Dennis Allen the head coach of the Saints? Yes. If they don't win the division this year, he's he's fucking done. He, there's no leash for that guy. He was literally just a short. Yeah, they got to win the division. Somehow right? stayed the course. If they don't take that division, <laughs> they're out of it. You know, the stretch run it might be the end of old. Uh, Dennis Allen. So yeah. you can find it's, fun. it's much like your uh, hate every pick uh, four part series on DLF. We could spin a yarn on every one of these teams as to, you know, what could happen to cause these teams to be on the hot seat. There's only a select few, all new coaches. And then like Andy Reed, I think the bears guy is safe above reproach, right? Yeah. I mean, first or second year coaches, would have to literally nose plant face plant to, to be gone. And then some of the legacy guys, like they're not going to, like you said, they're not firing Sean McVay. They'll let that season go. And then they'll, there'll be some release that they most mutually agreed. Andy Reid could do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't see McDermott <laughs> being kicked. Belichick is supposedly been on the hot seat, but he's also like 15 or 16 wins away from like the all time wins record. I got to think new England wants that to happen in new England. So I feel like, they're just going to keep like dragging him along until they get there and hope that it happens in the next two years. And then they'll move forward from him. But I can't see them shit canning Belichick. Sirianni just went to the Super Bowl. He ain't getting canned. Dable's only in his second year. You start like going through all this. There's a lot of guys that I think are safe, short of like some like creepy off the field stuff. What about Harbaugh? How much? Listen, he I, I needs mean... to get some shit too, right? He let Greg Roman. That leash was far too long. He leaned yeah. so heavy into that. Scheme that yeah he should be 
certainly on the hot seat. You know, he's considered one of the best coaches in the league. But, yeah, I, I think he should be. Can't say Tomlin because, shit, he's going to be. I was going to say, he's the same. I was just going to say, Tomlin's got to be the safest, right? Tomlin will retire. <laughs> he will retire. <laughs> Whatever he's done with yeah. the Steelers, like coach, he'll retire. First off, Steelers don't fire anyone. They let no. coaches go for decades. They want yeah. stability, and Tomlin's done nothing to not call his own number. Yeah, he's he's good. I was, yeah, the, the firing the coaches is always a fun part of this. <laughs> hey, they got to go. Right? It's a business like anything else. So. Oh. Speaking oh. of got to go, that should do it for us. This was uh, always fun to look at these <laughs> records and see where we are relative to Vegas and more importantly to each other. So we got a few discrepancies. It'll be fun to keep an eye on throughout the year, but uh, thanks for checking this out. I believe we're coming back next week with some IDP talk. So if you're into that, be sure to check it out. If not, get into it before the next episode. So for myself, John Dabari, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Like Josh McDaniels in December. True story. Can't hurt. Well, it can. They can all hurt, John. Well, I meant, yes, they can all fucking stink, but your your logic behind the pick can't hurt. Yeah, I'm ready to be hurt again. (laughs) I I drafted that stupid Mozzie guy, and yeah, I'm like, uh. Yeah, he's like a two down run suffer. (laughs) Yeah. But I think right. officially, officially yeah, starting on their death chart. So I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. Their D tackle position is terrible. All right. So I randomly got invited to join another league. And you, when that happens, the only thing you can say is, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly join <laughs> this startup draft. Um, it's only like 50 bucks. So it's nothing earth shattering. But. <clears throat> It's a league, I mean, with like a bunch of guys on sleepers throughout different leagues. I don't even know how I got in half of these leagues, I'm totally honest. But a lot of them are all the same guys. So the guy came and he's like, we need one more. You interested? Like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, let me let me know what the, the setup is. Super flex, tight end premium. You said blah, startup blah, blah. though, right? Not an orphan. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I landed the 111 pick. Awesome, right? It's like where you don't want to be in a super flex startup, right? Because you know the – the first half is nabbing quarterbacks, and then the second half is either chasing quarterbacks or trying to get value at other positions, which then inexplicably pushes quarterback value back down to the back half of the second round for the guys that took quarterback in the first yeah. round. Yeah. Then they get to the double-tap quarterback. Now you're at like a severe deficit. Now right? you have Derek Carr and fucking Derek, Derek Carr is my starting quarterback. <laughs> Derek Carr is my starting quarterback. Yeah, I just, I just got him in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah, he's – and I only took him because I, I knew where this was going. Yeah, he's got three years in New Orleans. He was like the most stable guy left. Like Kirk Cousins was there. Russell Wilson was there. Derek Carr was there. That's literally like the floor. And after that, it's like Sam Howell, Jordan Love, you know, guys that Derek, Desmond Ritter, guys that might not be a starter in a year. Right. I'm Jordan like, Love to me is a, a, uh, 
a good gamble. There's part of me that and we'll probably talk about when we do the the win loss and shit. But there's a part of me that like I could just see him being good, just like the two guys ahead of him, just to ruin Bears fans. Listen, I want Jordan Love to be awesome. There's no two ways around it. Like I all in on Jordan Love being a good quarterback. What I don't like is that the Packers are playing like fifth year option hardball with them and not even willing to commit that. He drafted a kid in the first round. This was like the plan all along, right? The secession plan. And then once it came time to like show how you felt about the guy you've seen for three years. One right? game though. Yeah. Yeah. But practice field off season, they, they, they have a reasonable idea of how they feel about this guy. He said, yeah, yeah. That fifth year option. Uh, so we're not guaranteeing you that. You you can earn it. <laughs> we'll give you half. <laughs> no, we'll give you all these escalators. That didn't sit well with me because they're already not really making them feel loved. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> so I just ended up sticking and pegging. So yeah, through four, Derek Carr, Bijan, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. Well, you, you got a theme. Now you got to get. Dawson Knox and Elijah Moore and uh, Mingo. Just go old Miss stack. Listen, I am totally okay with it. I Not don't bad, like yeah. to have, have Elijah Moore on my team. You know that. So what's a few more? What's a, what's a few more shots at those running rebels? And what? Uh, just get a Zach Evans at the end, right? Just throw him on the old train. went there. Uh, I'm sure. Other didn't somebody there. else transfer? Oh, it was Zach Evans. I was thinking somebody else left there, but no, he went no, there TCU. from TC. Yep. And then inevitably, I'll draft Quinchon Judkins in two years. <laughs> Keep this train going. <laughs> Actually, showing the ball. Like, I want, like I want to say, like he's crushing baseballs, is what the post says. <laughs> and he's got he's got a decent enough swing, but listen, they're not. They're not bringing the heat. I'll tell you that. He's just oh yeah, belt high, <laughs> sweet <Exactly>. balls. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's watching them. So you play baseball too? And this dude just he just. I uh, never heard that thing. before, but uh, that was a ground that was a ground ball all day. Definitely bottom barreled that one. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let me give one more. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, he's staring at that one. Uh, all right. No one really cheered. So. No, no homers. No homers for old JA. Speaking of baseball, I got, I got a little old school parenting story. Oh. So my son's little league season ended. Um, the final that. game of the year, uh, his coach wasn't able to make it. So shortly after that game, he messaged all the other parents and coaches and shit and said, Hey, Turns out they have trophies for us. I'm not going to pick up a fucking participation trophy for my kid. Never. You should write back. Why? We have not Why? earned this. What did we win? Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. If everyone gets trophies, no one gets trophies. Right, John? I'm waiting. Actually, he got one his first season of T-ball, and I've already – explain to all the adults around that when he finally gets on a team that you get real trophies, I'm making him physically throw them in the trash. He's doing it. <laughs> yeah. He's going to exactly. be crying. 
Like there's there's nothing at the end. You and that shitty kid over there accomplished the same thing this year. You played soccer during the summer. That's all you can say. You can't go rub that first place medal right in his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know how much better you are than him. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something innate about competition and wanting to win. And like, I'm like, no, don't take that away from these kids. You know, they don't have to be shitty people or poor sports, but they should want to win. Yeah, I don't even understand the psychology behind it. Yeah, like I, I don't, I can't even grasp it. Yeah, well, because we were raised in an era where competition was like a positive thing in your life, and playing and sports even, was like yeah. a huge part of your development. And and even like, <laughs> and even like t-ball, like I kind of get, you know. It's to teach kids how to play. So I could kind of get some reward <clears throat> for actually fucking. A monumental accomplishment. In my opinion. <laughs> I'm also 43 years old with bad knees now. So I'm a very much. I'm a below. Speaking of which, how's your knee? Better? Yeah. Oh, it's got a, there's a brace on it. Oh, I sprained <laughs> sprain my patella tendon. So, oh, you went to the doctor finally? I, yeah, dude. It was pretty, I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I tore something. It was like, it's, it hurts so bad. He's like, well, you're old, so things aren't going to heal as quick. You know, he's like, this could last for weeks. And I was like, okay, well, at least nothing's torn. He's like, no, all your ligaments are intact. He's like, but the mechanism's injury and where you're telling me the pain is, he's like, you bent your leg underneath. You got the 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 Jimmy Grahams. Yeah. Imagine if I tore it. That would be. I literally have tears in my fucking eyes. That would be so bad. Oh, okay. Now he's trying to suck into the Mother's Day conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, listen, 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 chief. Okay. Eyes out there. Whoever's your kid. Stop talking to me. <laughs> I do not want to be your friend. And you just totally lost me with your, your opening line. Like, if this is dating, like, whatever the swipe is, like, swipe your shit out of here. Like, you lost. But yeah, it, it's I, just. I want to win. I want to win every sport I play. <laughs> 